Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Ladies and gentlemen, wherever you are in the world, welcome back to The Caring Economy with me, Toby Usnick. Today, I'm with our friend and longtime colleague and collaborator, Emily Glasser. Emily is the president and CEO of Achilles International. Achilles is a fantastic global organization that provides adaptive sports programming for disabled individuals. I'm proud to have a diverse set of guests on our show from every part of the spectrum of humanity. Um, but this is our first guest we've had who's dealing on a daily basis with disabled citizens. And it's a great joy for us to have you here, Emily. So thank you for joining us. Thank you for inviting me, Toby. I'm thrilled to be here. Um, Emily, can you tell us, we always ask our guests first and foremost, to tell us a little bit about their life story, how they got where they got, maybe some of the pivots they had to make along the way. Um, so who's Emily Glasser and how did you get to become the president and CEO of this fantastic global organization? Uh, well, it has been a journey. Um, I started out my career in financial services and spent many years in the private sector, moving from financial services to retail management, and then found my way to the nonprofit sector. Uh, I think because I was really interested in having my career take an arc towards service mm -hmm. and sense of mission and purpose. So after time at the Nature Conservancy, I did do some work in the art world. Um, and again, feeling purpose through exploration of creativity and uh, providing access to the visual arts, which have always been so important to my life. Um, that, that arc in turn um, brought me to time spent in the arena of well-being, mm -hmm. um, specifically fitness and running, which in my life has been a critical part of keeping my emotional and psychological self mm -hmm. in a great place. And I started volunteering for uh, Achilles International here in New York City at the New York City chapter workouts. And I found such purpose in providing support to runners, walkers, wheelers uh, who were getting out there, staying active and finding community through the unifying power of sport. Mm -hmm. And in particular, again, a sport that had been so important to my life. So I, ended up spending some time as a volunteer and then was, was tapped by uh, one of the members of, of the board as the organization was going through a transition to take on the interim role of executive director. And one thing led to another. How fantastic. Kismet sort of. Yeah, <laughs> yes, yes. Can you talk a little bit about purpose. Um, we share that sort of commitment to it and um, appreciation for it. How did that come about? Was it your parents? Was it an aha moment in life? Um, yeah. faith? I, I think very much it was the way I was brought up mm -hmm. uh, in, in the household in which I was raised and my parents um, were very involved in the community. I grew up in Chicago, outside of Chicago. It's a very civic minded city. Mm -hmm. uh, and my parents were very involved. And, and they believed very firmly in the importance of giving back, in creating opportunity for those who 
don't have it or don't have as much access to it. Mm -hmm. So it, it really was the culture in, in our household. And I credit them with a lot of uh, my, my orientation towards service and, uh, and, and finding purpose through helping others. Mm -hmm. It does have a sort of a, it's a bad metaphor, but a nuclear effect to it in that it just, it can amplify or multiply in ways that are just infinitely uh, reinforcing. Absolutely. And I do think, Toby, that once you are exposed to it and once you have that experience of giving back, it's, and I know that there have been a lot of studies that have you know, uncovered the truth that we find greater happiness and joy in giving to others mm -hmm. uh, than when we sort of do something for ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so I think once you're exposed to an opportunity where you are giving to others and serving others, it's just, it begins a very virtuous cycle um, and history. And, and, and that's what has been the path in my life. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've observed that for the decades we've known each other. It's been fun to see your trajectory. And I must say your whole family as well, who I know so well, some have been on our show. Um, there is something about the family values that they've brought and that you married into. Um, I feel the same kind of blessing in my own life. Um, Emily, tell me a little bit about Achilles. And then I wanna ask you some specifics around it. There's, again, ladies and gentlemen, today we have as our guest, Emily Glasser, who's the president and CEO of Achilles, of Achilles International a global organization that provides adaptive sports programming to disabled people. So uh, what is that? So Achilles International was founded in 1983. And over the course of our history, we have provided support to people with disabilities, all ages, all disabling conditions um, from pockets of the globe, and varied stations in life. Um, we are about providing a pathway to well-being through athletic programming, mm -hmm. but almost more importantly, Toby, ours is a real community uh, and the social connection piece of what we do is super powerful and probably the most important um, piece of, of our offering. There is a real sense of partnership, of shared accomplishment, of encouragement, of goal setting that exists across our, the 15,000 lives or so that we touch on an annual basis. Wow, amazing. And um, do you find that it really is the full range of humanity? I mean, people who are severely disabled to people who are mildly disabled, how, how, how do people find their way to you? And are they really in right. facets of their evolution? So our distribution model is a, is a chapter-based model. So we have 28 chapters in the United States. We have an additional 50 chapters in international locations. These chapters meet on a weekly basis to work out together. Mm -hmm. That workout can be walking, running, or wheeling. Mm -hmm. We are pairing volunteer support guides 
with our athletes with disabilities. Again, those disabling conditions can run the gamut from visual impairments, hearing impairments, mobility issues to cognitive mm -hmm. issues. They can be chronic conditions. We are beginning to welcome COVID long haulers into our programs as that has been identified as a disabling condition. We are working with patients who suffer from Alzheimer's and dementia. Um, mm -hmm. Again, in this model of providing support to, to those who need it in order to be able to be physically active. Mm -hmm. So people can go to achillesinternational.org mm -hmm. and they can search our site to see the locations for our chapters. And I would encourage people to raise their hands and volunteer with us or join us as an athlete. Uh, we are a big, big tent <laughs> and we welcome anyone and everyone. And that's part of the power of, of what we do. Um, obviously inclusion is fundamental to who we are. Mm -hmm. We are very broadly inclusive. That's, that's just in our, in our, uh, DNA. So, um, my bias, but I'm going to ask you about the um, the sort of stereotypes of disabled people. Um, it seems to me that when we talk about diversity, equity, inclusion, DEI, that disabled people get short shrift. LGBTQ, BIPOC people. It's I don't think that even employers typically think disabled when they think about DEI. They think about gender and maybe veterans, maybe economic diversity. Is that a fair observation? And, and what about that? Yeah, it's a really, uh, a really strong insight. And the answer is yes. Um, I, you know, the people with disabilities are probably the, in my mind, among the last marginalized communities whose needs are hopefully beginning to be addressed. Mm -hmm. Certainly, you know, when, as the pandemic, you know, began to change the way people around the world worked, learned and gathered, these questions of accessibility and inclusion were, were amplified in the public discourse. Mm -hmm. And I hope that amplification continues, but absolutely agree with you, um, the why you know, historically, people with disabilities have been left on the sidelines at just about every turn. And, and Achilles International, along with many of our partner organizations with whom we share this constituency, are working to change that and raise the profile of people with disabilities. And we're working hard to envision a world that is more inclusive and more accessible because we share the belief that that's a better world. Mm -hmm. I've, uh, I think, you know, I've done multiple marathons through the years in New York a few times and um, all awesome. My running days are fairly over, I think, but a couple of years ago, I did volunteer at the Union League Club where I'm a member to help vets who were running. And every year they put on a fantastic reception and house the vets and their families and people like me go out and help staff them and, and get them going. How thrilling, really, and how dignifying when you see um, that camaraderie you've described and the, um, the, um, 
toward just the, the decency of it all. It's, it's quite ennobling. So I can imagine there's a lot of joy in your world and in your life, even though a lot of people who aren't initiated might think the opposite, like, oh, that's not very fun or it must be very difficult. Now, it, it's amazing. We just finished, Toby, a two-week long-distance relay, the Achilles Resilience Relay, which we started in Charlotte, North Carolina on June 26th. Uh, we passed a baton literally from one athlete with a disability to the next, the up the East Coast from yeah. Charlotte to DC through Philly, New Jersey, and ended up in, in New York City in Central Park to celebrate <laughs> our Hope and Possibility race just this past Saturday, July 10th. Awesome. And our Achilles Freedom Team, which is our program that works with wounded veterans, took on a 400-mile segment about half a dozen of them, actually more, I'm sorry, probably there were about 12 of them between Charlotte and DC. And it was the most powerful and profound demonstration of the whole being greater than the sum of its parts. These men and women who exemplify resilience, perseverance, grit and heroism you know, came together in the joy of, of sport completing. Yeah. The sport and completing this bold and audacious undertaking. And it's, they're extraordinary. They're extraordinary in what they teach us about the power of the core. Mm -hmm. And I mean, C-O-R-P-S. Mm. And the team, it, you can't help but just smile and feel good and feel like, you know what? I got this. So amazing. Was that the, um, the relay, was that your baby or was that pre? Um, no, that was, that was, that was, um, that was, we'll, I'll call it my baby, but really it was, it was birthed by a village. Okay. Um, but it yeah, yeah, my my, my colleagues. And right now, by the way, we're all experiencing postpartum depression, just to continue the <laughs> metaphor. Um, yeah. but the the staff, the Achilles staff was extraordinary. And we also on the topic of CSR, you know, we have uh, a couple of very strong partnerships with um, big corporations, Cigna yeah. and, and TD Bank, GM and U-Haul in particular, who joined us on this relay. And, you know, these are companies that, they're not just talking the talk, they are walking the walk. We had leadership from these companies participating with us on the relay route, helping us transition at mm -hmm. baton passing points, you know, helping us address safety issues, just working with us shoulder to shoulder and really, you know, just displaying a, a, a true comprehension of, of the importance of diversity, inclusion, and elevating, you know, the underdog. Hmm. Do they, do you know, Emily, if the Cygnas, the U-Hauls, are they, how are they in their own recruitment um, practices are they also trying to engage yes disabled yes citizens? yes yes they are uh 
all of them, Cigna, TD, GM, U-Haul, again, these are not our only corporate partners, but they were with us along, along this route. We also um, spent some time with Starbucks and, and you know, we're the beneficiaries of their support as well as Bloomingdale's. Great. In each of these companies are just, you know, they're, they're mindful of the importance of inclusion and accessibility um, and creating a, a more, uh, a more equal and inclusive world. Mm-hmm. If, is it too late if someone wanted to donate for the, the last relay? Um, a- Not at all. If they go to achillesinternational.org mm-hmm. and visit the site, there is a, an opportunity to donate. We certainly would love that. Every dollar that, that we receive allows us to continue to do this important work and to touch more lives, mm. bring more people into our fold. So if uh, if someone wants to just give you some attention on social media, what's your hashtag for Twitter? It's at Achilles underscore international. You can also find us on Facebook and on Instagram, Achilles International. Our hashtag is go Achilles. You, I, I would encourage people to check out some of the stories from the last couple of weeks mm. on Instagram, Instagram in particular for Achilles International, some of the most inspiring and uplifting footage from this Achilles Resilience Relay. It's really stunning and it'll just put a smile on, on anyone's face. Fantastic. Um, is there any one story that you want to share now, perhaps that you know either broke you down in tears or had you jump for joy? <laughs> oh my goodness! So many. Well, there, it's hard to pick one. Yeah, there are there are so many. I will say that on the first day, which again started on June 26th in Charlotte, North Carolina, we had one athlete, uh, blind uh, individual who ran all 44 miles mm. the first day from Charlotte to uh, just, just a little bit deeper into North Carolina. We had other athletes along the, the route with him. He cycled through, I think it was like eight guides, mm-hmm. but just ex- extraordinary to watch and see um, this, man take on the 44 miles of this of the beginning of this journey there were moments in dc that were super powerful our freedom team arrived in our nation's capital on june 29th and on june 30th we were joined by david cordani the ceo of cigna who rode with the team on a very powerful five mile route around the mall. And the team ended up at the Vietnam Memorial uh, where one of the individual's father was on a panel and the team paused very privately. None of us was with them. And they reflected for several minutes um, about their service and um, the service of, of this individual's father who, who perished in the war. Moments like that. Um, it's really amazing. And, and many others. 
Uh, ladies and gentlemen, again today on The Caring Economy, we have Emily Glasser. She is the president and CEO of Achilles International, the global organization that provides adaptive sports programming to disabled people. Um, Emily, I want to ask you about the globality of it. Um, I would, again, my perception is as challenging as a disabled life can be, it's probably a little bit easier in the United States than in other parts of the world. And I wonder uh, if that's true and how that plays out in your work. Again, a, a great insight, Toby. There are parts of the world where Achilles has a foothold um, or a toehold where much of the work that we're doing is to change perception of what it means to be a person with a disability. So there are cultural obstacles for people in many of these locations. Certainly the United States tends to be a lot more forward thinking about accessibility issues. And there are definitely a lot of locations in which our programs are found where we are advocating in, you know, to municipal governments, mm -hmm. um, to the, the local governments, to countrywide uh, power figures to make changes and, and adaptations to serve this constituency. So you're absolutely right. It's, it can be very challenging, but the, the changing of perceptions and people under, people's understanding of what people, people are capable of, mm -hmm. I think is, is powerful. Yeah, and what people can contribute. It's, it's really, um, it's quite exciting. I wonder if on the business side of things, if there are um, any corporations you might want to give a shout out to outside the US or are you mostly focused on US corporations? No, we are, we are working with global companies um, certainly though, you know, the ones that I mentioned before are some of our closest partners, uh, but we do have some partners more broadly, um, Adobe Under Armour has done some work with us in the European Union, um, and, uh, those are great, great brands and nice adjacencies there for those brands. Um, Emily, I have one last question I want to ask you about, and it shows my naivete, but I'm a big Olympics fan. And so next week, mm. we have the Olympics and the Paralympics coming on. And it's been a challenge because of COVID. But I wonder, do you have any athletes that are actually Olympic quality or have you had athletes who are Olympic? We, it's a great question. Um, we do have Olympic quality athletes. Actually, one of my colleagues, Francesco Magisano, who is the director of our New York City Metro region and has uh, been the director of our Tri Achilles, which is our multi-sport program, went to the Paralympic trials and just missed the qualifying. Uh, so that was uh, disappointing for us, just staff, yeah. but we do have other representation there. We, But the beauty of what we do, Toby, is we can provide support and programming for the elite athletes, mm -hmm. but for also those people who are just getting out for their first walk in mm -hmm. months. 
and you know we pride ourselves again on on being very expansive mm -hmm. in um in our reach and uh and and then having this very large tent great uh, are you, uh, I would think for your your stakeholders, it's a really exciting time because you get to see these incredible athletes perform and get that recognition. And so I'd like to think that a lot of young lives will be touched by, as well as old lives, <laughs> will be touched by what we see starting next week. No, absolutely, absolutely. And I, and I do think that over the years to come, you're going to see adaptive sports becoming much more visible to people. Mm -hmm. um, I think the, the recognition that it is just as exciting, right? And, and important. And, and by the way, 26% of Americans are living with a disability. Wow. So this is a substantial audience yes. in this country alone. Um, so globally, right, the, the interest is there and uh, and we're looking forward to to being at the forefront of um, you that. know a lot of that a lot of that advocacy. How fantastic! One in four Americans is dealing with some kind of disability. That's quite um, informative, helpful, and actionable in terms of empathy. I'd like to think that everyone can step up and help. Um, Emily, I'm going to let you have the last word, but I just want to thank you again, ladies and gentlemen. Today, we've had Emily Glasser, who's the president and CEO of Achilles International. You'll want to follow them, give them their support financially and social media-wise and otherwise. Um, they are the global organization that provides adaptive sports programming to disabled citizens. Thank you so much, Emily. Any final thoughts? Well, just to say to people, please come to our website. Uh, we welcome anyone and everyone to be a part of our community, whether it's on the volunteer side or as a member athlete. And if you represent an organization, we are always looking for partners and allies in this fight to create a more inclusive and accessible world, whether it's through employee engagement opportunities or supporting of programs. We love to link arms with those who, who share our vision and with whom our mission resonates. So achillesinternational.org. Thank you, Emily Glasser, and come back and uh, go Paralympics. <laughs>